Welcome to the Artist and Podcast, a series of conversations about the visual arts. I'm Kira Hinton. And I'm Jamin Still. We want to invite you to listen in as we talk to visual artists of all kinds about issues we face in our work. So whether you're a visual artist, interested in the visual arts, or want to learn how to support the artists in your life, we hope these discussions will pull back the curtain a bit, leaving you feeling inspired. And perhaps a little less alone. Hi, everyone. We are glad that you are here joining us for this, our uh, next episode of the podcast, Artist And. And we are going to be talking about um, loosely being known and knowing each other as artists and, and as people. So Kira and I are joined by my good friend of, um, man, Orion, it's been about 20 yeah. five years now yep. that we've known each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met in art school. And um, so our relationship over the years, we've, we've either had versions of this conversation um, or at times we've actually had this conversation. And so I was excited to bring in our history to, uh, to this topic. Um, so Orion, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? And then after that, uh, I think Kira's going to actually uh, give us a really succinct definition of, of what we'll be talking about. Sure. Um, well, I, I got a painting and drawing degree from Wichita state, um, in 1990, 1996 is when I started school. Like I started university and did music major and then art major. And then I didn't finish until 2005. I took some breaks. I moved to Chicago and Massachusetts and St. Louis. And then I, finished my art degree, but then in 2005, but then I didn't really have a, uh, career in that there. There was only one pathway, which is you, uh, you become a master's, get a master's in painting and you wait for some old painter to die and then you take their spot at the university. That's the only career path. (laughs) And, um, that didn't seem really tenable. I, I was getting married at the time and, um, so my mom's a nurse. She convinced me to go into nursing. And then fast forward, like, oh, I don't know, 10 years after that, I was a nurse anesthetist. And so then I was, uh, had this advanced degree, but it was not in art. Um, and I probably took a, a nine-year break where I didn't do any uh, creative work, seven to nine years where I know I didn't do anything. And it, it got pretty bad mentally where I just felt, um, despairing about the whole, um, creative process and especially oil painting. It's so hard to get back into it. You need blocks of time. And when you have a kid in a house and, uh, as many of you guys know, it is very difficult to find blocks of time much less like three to four hour blocks, you know, to, uh, do oil painting. So I finally went to part time in painting. Um, well, sorry, I misspoke there. Um, I went to part-time at my anesthesia job last fall, and the goal is to do that um, two days a week and do art stuff three days a week. So mainly I've been drawing, and psychologically, though, just trying to get back into it, that's one of been the ba- been one of the biggest hurdles is... Um, um, going from like uh, feeling like I can't do this, maybe like maybe I've lost all my skills, maybe I've lost my ability uh, to starting it, but then feeling some imposter syndrome of like, I'm not a real artist. And um, then you you have skepticism as well from uh, uh, friends and family. Uh, all the coworkers at work are like, what are you doing um, with your free time? They presume that I'm fishing, which sadly not true um <laughs> i don't fish but it's been about three or four months and um i'm just trying to get back into it so uh, jamie has been very supportive throughout the i mean the decades that we've been friends he's been very supportive in my art endeavors especially when i didn't have any creative outlet so 
I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I I should interject and say that you are one of my favorite artists for what you create, but then also like how you think. Um, and, and our conversations have always been super encouraging when I get in ruts or when I get into a, a difficult place creatively. And you've helped with the books I've written over the years uh, and just a lot of a lot of snarls and, and kind of tangles that I've gotten into creatively. And so, um, yeah, you know creative work, but you know the creative life too. And I really appreciate that. And so... It's been encouraging to talk about it. Like even like those years where I wasn't doing anything, at least I got to talk to you about it. You started going kind of full-time art artist, um, 2009, 2008. No, 14. So it's been like eight years. years. Um, yeah, yeah, but it was great because it was like, um, kind of an indirect creative ally. At least we get to talk about work and, um, yeah. So yeah, it's been encouraging just to discuss it. Yeah, so I think this conversation is going to be really good and and really fruitful. So, Kira, do you want to um, do you want to launch into our our icebreaker? As you know, let's just yeah. pre- let's, let's pretend things are awkward and we need the ice broken. So, can <laughs> can you take care of that for us? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, before we get into this, which I feel like is going to be kind of like a heavy discussion, um, figured we'd have. A like nice appetizer. Last episode, we got into what is your least favorite color to paint with, and what is your favorite color to paint with. And Thalo got a lot of hate, um, and uh, lots of response from our listeners about that. Uh, so we're gonna stick in kind of a similar vein. All three of us are painters, um, so in a lot of what that means is how we look at um, at the world and how we intake color. We're gonna stick on color for a second. Um, and so our question is, what is um, your favorite color combination? Um, that can be something like, specifically, what's your favorite color combination in the world that you see? Maybe that influences uh, your art and it comes into to, into what you create, but it doesn't have to. Um, it's just, what is your favorite combination of colors to see out in the world? Um, I know mine because I've just been seeing this combo usually doesn't happen in nature but often in um some kind of you know signage or graphic design like pink and red i don't know why i've been kind of into that Mm -hmm. like a um especially like a kind of a crimson or uh, brick red with um kind of a coral or maybe sometimes even bubblegum pink works pretty good like those two combo basically bubblegum on a stop sign excellent um, <laughs> and also I don't really like bananas, but if bananas were, had red skin on the outside and then like they had a pink, uh, banana <laughs> flesh, I would be into bananas. I mean, I would just buy them even if they were out on the counter. It's okay. Cause it's just a great combo. Man, I wish Sounds like some pop, pop art. Ready yes. To be made. I wish, I just wish this pink and red banana. Oh yeah. I wish this podcast was, was was video because people could see that that's what you're wearing uh, a pink and red banana shirt <laughs> oh right banana suit <laughs> you're not you're not wearing that at all um okay pink and red that's uh that's surprising but i, I think that's Calm. that's pretty cool um i guess don't invalidate his color choice no i said it's surprising and it's pretty good oh is it because it sounded sarcastic <laughs> okay mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah um Okay, mine I I I think is it's hard for me to also pink and red. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, it's hard for me to separate painting colors from what I see in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if I intentionally think about um, nature, I think with autumn, when we have a sycamore tree out back, and when those green leaves, which are during the summer, they're kind of a, a sap emerald green. Towards fall, they become more olive green. Mm-hmm. And then when mm-hmm. the tips of the leaves turn a really nice burnt sienna brown, mm-hmm. it's just a nice combo. The green and the brown yeah. um, is really good. One time, side note, one time 
in one of the houses I was renting, I tried to paint the walls green and brown. Oof. But I, I did sponge painting. This is... A- oh, buddy. <laughs> and it... it I think what I was shooting for was that color, color combination in nature, but it just ended up looking like depressing mud. And that, incidentally, was one of the worst years of my life. And so... <laughs> I think it has it to do with that. So, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> causation. So, yeah, green and brown when executed in nature, not when executed by me. Kira, go. On a wall with a sponge. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so my favorite color combination, probably uh, all circles around um, copper patina or verdigris. Uh, so you've got those like very warm, coppery colors right alongside like a phthalo blue um with that really stark blue verdigris mm-hmm. uh color um and i like those two alongside each other well i like if i can add like a third that kind of like you find often is then you get this kind of like sage gray green um alongside mm-hmm. it that just like brings all three of those all three of those colors just mm. I love them. So, and those do kind of end up being in a lot of my paintings because I'm just so drawn to the contrast of the like crazy warm copper uh, alongside warm blues and greens. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're still like opposite enough uh, that I'm just really drawn to. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, this gives me a, a business idea that's probably appropriate for the rabbit room, which is drone tours of cool roofs so copper turned to yeah. bare degree you could get some buildings with some like wrought iron or gargoyles or something like that do a drone it. tour where I you can it. zoom in right into the gargoyles maw um right up my alley two dollars i actually a month. do love architecture and drone photography so you're you know hey it's really like that's what i should do when i give up painting that's what i'm gonna that's when, when it doesn't pan out for me <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So uh, let's get into our topic. So I'm going to kind of try to sum up or give like a a good way that we can tackle this topic. Because I think what we want to get at is as artists, um, we we talk a lot about how artists feel really lonely. Um, and a lot of that time is because we, we lack creative community, community with people who are going to understand us, um, know why something is funny or why something is hard or et cetera, et cetera. Um, But most of us still have other community, not, you know, non-creative community either uh, with our spouses, our family, our churches, our neighbors, our workplaces, or whatever it is. Um, And why do we still feel so deeply lonely, even in those settings um, where there are people who love us? So we're going to kind of set up a um, hypothetical situation and dive into what conversations we wish we could have, what we wish people would ask us. Um, but within some bounds. So we're going to imagine, uh, you're out to lunch with a group of people who work in a a variety of non-creative fields. Um, they deeply care about you. They're invested in your life. Uh, they support you, but they don't really know anything, um, about the arts, um, about what it means to be an artist, what it looks like from this side of the world. Um, and so maybe, they don't always know what questions to ask or how to really listen um, to to you and how what your what your week is like. You know, as you're all processing your work and et cetera. Um, what do you wish they would ask you uh, that would help you feel known as as an artist, but as a human who creates art more more so? So, um, is that? Jamin, how do you feel? Do we feel no, like that's I, a decent setup? I think that's a great setup. Um, I think the stress is people who know you and care about you, but don't know how to infiltrate that part of your life. Either they don't know the language or they're so unfamiliar with it um, that it just seems foreign and maybe a little intimidating to them. Or or maybe they, I don't know, maybe they are creative, but they still don't know how to, to talk to you about your creativity, you know? But the, yeah. the point is, like, this is a situation where um, they do care about you 
And so there, there isn't the, the barrier of they don't know and they don't really care about your life. Let's just say they do. What do you wish they would ask you? So, yeah, I think that's, that's a good setup. You want to you kick us off, Ryan? Sure, I'll give it a shot. This was a tough one for me because um, I don't normally have this sort of uh, interaction with um, people. Like the, the two people that are um, like really that I know who are kind of supportive of my work and the career, part-time career path, um, they are also artists. So they kind of get it already. Um, but I'll give it a try. Um I guess if if we're not talking about art, the art itself, then one thing that would be helpful if someone asked, especially when if they knew that I was just kind of starting out at this, um, they could ask um, something about my um, hmm. I don't know what the right word is. Maybe emotional state. Like basically, you've been wanting to do. If they asked this phrase you've been wanting to do this for a long time. How does it feel now that you're getting mm. to do um, what you want to do? Because as I'm sure many you guys know, and, and a lot of listeners probably know too, it, it's not all uh, marshmallow peeps, I guess, or what, are, what do people say? It, um, no, that's what they say. The opposite. It is all marshmallow peeps. Like it's deceptive. They, you think it's going to be great and it's not. Um, it it's it's difficult and getting to do what you want to do sort of kind of being your own boss in a way that's a little off topic i know but those things are not it doesn't mean things are great and so if they asked about that i think i would be able to uh, maybe feel more known or more um supported i guess yeah by the person yeah that's a great Great question, because it gets at beyond just like, they don't have to, excuse me, they don't have to know anything technical about art to ask that question, right? right? Like, there's not this like level of, um, art, you know, knowledge they need to, to be operating from. They're just interacting with you as a human who's starting this thing um, that's really hard and vulnerable and not as easy as it looks and giving you an opportunity to talk about that. like means a lot, I think, for a lot of us. I have a, I don't know if we were supposed to do this for this, for preparation, but I have an example answer that I would answer that, but should we do that later or not? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I say go for it. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, one of the things I realized recently is that um, I go through this, just in, in creative process, I'll be excited about something, work, work on it, and then I'll have some success and then I might plateau for a little while, but then I have a breakthrough. And, um, but I realized this last night when I, I should have gone to bed. My daughter's already in bed. I should have been to, going to bed at um, uh, 10 o'clock. But I was up till midnight and I was wasting time um, uh, watching some show on Amazon Prime. And as I was trying to go, get to sleep, I was like, why did I do that? And I realized that after a success after a breakthrough, not a total success, but you know, a breakthrough. Um, I pull back and I, um, kind of intentionally procrastinate or I I intentionally, Hmm. um, waste time. And it's not the healthy sort of wasting time. It's, it's like, I'm I'm scared. I think like I can see, I see the breakthrough allowing to see where the art is going and it's going to be good, but then I can also kind of see the journey that's going to take to get there. The stakes are higher because now I can see I see how good it can be, and I'm just scared. And I I, I pull back mm. and I waste time. It's a little bit self defeating, and that kind of cycle. I never got to work through that when I was uh, not doing creative work. I didn't really know that I did that. And so it's good for me to find that out, but it's also a little, um, um, 
I guess, uh, revealing. It's, it's a, a little sensitive. It's a little tender because it's like it's something that I probably have been doing for my whole life. And now I can see it because I have this free time and I'm, and I'm, I'm working on doing something I want to do. And those kinds of things, uh, those fear things get exposed. So. Do, you, do you feel, Orion, like if there were... I mean, this, I don't think this would be intuitive for anyone, but like if people asked you about those fears that you're experiencing as you create, um, do you think you would, from someone who cares about you, do you think you would receive that well and want to talk about that? Or uh, would that be off-putting if people actually asked about that thing that you're kind of seeing more and more? I think it... I think it it would be something I would want to talk about because I would I would guess that there's probably some corollary in their life that they have gone through. Let's say they're into fishing. Mm. They made a breakthrough with the 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 I don't even know any terms here. Someone give me a, like a fly <laughs> fishing, fishing pole. Fishing pole. Fishing uh, pole. They made a breakthrough with the pole and perhaps the twine bait and bait. the bait line line <laughs> yes line the line <laughs> and after that uh miraculous breakthrough where they have uh murdered a carp and they're so overjoyed but i'm i'm sorry i i just shouldn't make fun of fishing um i think they would find a corollary in their own life where they mm made a breakthrough in something, a relationship or, or anything, scriptural study, doesn't matter. And then they pull back from it because it's like they've come up to the precipice, they've seen over it, and now it's going to take some sort of leap to keep going, and they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it would mm-hmm. establish a, uh, a camaraderie with someone who's not an artist. So, yeah, I would, I would bring it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, know that struggle well. I face that a lot in my work too. If I'm, you know, cross a, I don't know, get to someplace I'm really excited about, loving it, you know, it's going well, it's being received well. Um, I find myself like not even wanting to come into the studio. Okay. <laughs> and it's like cut myself off because I, I think it's kind of a similar thing. You're kind of afraid of like, wow, this is going so well and it's going so fast. And if I keep going, where will it mm-hmm. take me? And am I ready for that? And you kind of, there's a little bit of like Mm -hmm. self-defeating or doubt, I think probably that plays into that. So I know that feeling I do. And um, yeah, being able to like, wow, somebody asking you, hey, how is it going transitioning into, like, how does it feel to be doing this part-time? And that being something you would want to share, like what an amazing inroad into being known um, from a relatively like easy question you know and that's a really because then again it doesn't just relate to your art like you said there's a corollary it relates to other things it's deeper and although it's you're talking about your art practice uh you're really talking about being human um and that's just really very cool yeah for me you know in in some ways i i think about um when I encounter people who, who aren't familiar with um, creative work in general and kind of the, maybe the self-directed nature of it or just what it means to not um, clock in and, and do a job that so many people are familiar with, um, I've, I, I often get the perception that what I do with creative work is, is, is equally, it's funny because sometimes it, 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 the perception is that it's magic, but then there's also the perception that it's formulaic. Uh, Orion and I were talking the other day and, Mm -hmm. and the example you used was a recipe for a cake or something. Mm -hmm. Some people just think like you sit down, you pull out your paint and you, you apply it in a very mechanical way Mm -hmm. in much the same way that you might do a different job where you know, that's, it's more formulaic. And so I think of creative work a lot of different ways, but the way I've been thinking about it lately is problems to solve. Like 
what problems am I um, trying to work through today? Yeah, maybe I'm doing a painting, but within the painting, I want it to look a certain way or I want these colors to resonate together in a certain way. Uh, if I'm writing that day, maybe I want this character to um, have a different motivation that's more plausible, maybe. And so I wish people would ask like, hey, what problems are you trying to solve today? Because I think that would, and, and, and I know they probably won't because they don't think of it in terms of problems, but like, I think that would really open up my responses to say kind of some of the things I just did. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it's not always problems to solve, but that's where I've been lately. And, and that, I think that answer or that question, if it were directed at me, would would unlock a lot of what I think about and how I approach creativity and, and really just who I am as a person um, as I kind of wrestle through creative problems. I want to I want to solve things in a way that's either beautiful or plausible or satisfying in some way. Yeah. Mm. I like that a lot because what it infers by somebody asking that is that they recognize that you're human. Um, like it's not this magical thing that you just go in your studio and like fart out art and um, it just happens, you know. Um, it's like it, it's work and it's it's challenging and there's stuff you're trying to figure out and fix. Mm-hmm. Um I think the hardest thing, like, you know, is when you get comments where it's just like, oh, it's so magical. It's, it looks like, you know, it's so easy, the, you know, all of that. And it's like, eh, it's not. Um, yeah. To- but things where it's like, I could never do that. It makes it feel like I'm even further removed from you. I'm even maybe le- a little bit less human. Mm-hmm. And when you're wanting connection and you're wanting to be known, things that validate the humanity and the challenge and all of that. Um, I think like ground it a little bit, ground that relationship some, mm-hmm. um, into being like, we're both, we both have challenges at work. <laughs> like mm-hmm. going and painting doesn't, isn't, uh, problem free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think when there is a lack of understanding of what you think about and what you do or how you do work, people end up writing a version of it that is, probably cartoony and probably um, (laughs) super oversimplified and, and all exciting, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you're self-employed, you get to do what you love, which is true. Um, And so therefore it, if someone's not familiar with creative work, it it then becomes just something that it's not. I mean, just because this is what I love and it's what I, um, it's how I think doesn't mean I don't still struggle in the way everyone else struggles or think in the way that other people think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take the flip side of your, of yours (laughs) and flip it over for mine. Um, because, uh, I, I love when people are like, what, um, like what made you excited this week or what was like, um, a victory this week or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think it, cause it's still grounded in that, like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, like, you know, but there is probably at least maybe one thing. And it, uh, it's so easy to, even if you're making art all the time and it's magic and whatever, uh, you, it, it's a job and you get task focused in it and you get project minded and all of those things. And to have somebody be like, Hey, tell me like the most exciting breakthrough uh, of your week. Like, tell me the thing that like made you so excited, um, is really excited. Like, is just really fulfilling to answer because it makes me think about it. Um, and it makes me remember, uh, oh yeah, there was this moment where I mixed this color and it just like came out perfectly and, or this like whatever, or I was struggling through a thing and I finally made that breakthrough or, you know, I got to connect with a collector and hear what my art meant to them, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, it makes me like stop and remember uh, and kind of like take account for those really great moments that because we work alone, um, you might not get to tell anybody. 
but you know those like jump up in the studio and be like yes i figured mm-hmm. it out uh those things getting to have somebody uh to share that with uh, who asks about that who assumes that those things are happening um and and wants to hear about them is would be mm. really special yeah that sounds great yeah. Yeah, that is that is really good. Because we tend, especially me and Jamin, I think we tend to focus on the worst part, like the biggest problems. Like uh, if we have a, if we have a success, it's like okay, well, that's that's nothing because we have a uh, an unbuilt bridge and <laughs> like a, a, a monsoon season. You know, like there's big things coming up that yep. are horrible. We don't we don't appreciate the little successes. No, I think right. I think it's that's... easy to. I do, I do a similar thing, and so having somebody like call you out on that and like call out the good, mm-hmm. make you remember it, make you recount yes. it, is kind of like a really big. Blessing. I like that. Um, yeah, I w- I wish I did that for myself. <laughs> you know? Right. If one of these things is like, yeah, we're taking these questions and, you know, in this very hypothetical situation, this is what we wish we were asked. Um, but all of these so far speak to this human need for for being known, for connection, um, and also like ways to acknowledge ourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, like things that we technically could mm-hmm. do. More fulfilling if somebody else asked us, but things we can ask ourselves also, mm-hmm. Um and try to remember, and maybe we'd give ourselves a little bit more grace if we did. Yeah, you know, when I when I was batting around the idea for this, um, one of the things that really excited me about it was my wife, who's a social worker. This is often a struggle between us. She doesn't really know the questions to ask. And so I was like, oh, yeah, we can do this thing where I can actually then give her some, give her some things so that she can ask me, and then she can finally know me. And then I realized soon after that, I often feel the same way about social work. Like, I just don't, Mm. it's just, you write reports all day and like, why is that exciting to you? And, and so like these questions that are really, uh, I don't want to say generic, but not specific in the way that I thought at first thought they would be, um, are therefore applicable to her work too, to, <laughs> to, to other folks in other positions doing things that I don't understand. It's like, I don't have to come up with a set of questions for social work and a set of questions for, for art and for engineering and all these things. Maybe, maybe there are some specifics that would be good, but there are, there are probably far more general questions that lead to knowing other people and them knowing you better that, is really what we're after regardless of our of our occupation. And so I was excited when I made that connection. First it was super selfish and then it was like, oh yeah, this this is bigger than than just me um in that. We actually um had uh we have a, a monthly meeting with our Facebook group for artists and and we we posed this question to them and so you think it'd be a good time for me to throw out some of the answers that we heard? Um, and maybe we can bat around some responses, um, or not responses, but just our thoughts mm-hmm. on, on these as suggested uh, questions. Yeah, go for it. So this first one um, was from Anna, and she said the, the question I would love people to ask me um, slash statement is tell me the story behind this piece uh how did it come about what were the things that were really exciting to you um i really like that um that is a question i know kira you were there and you you really liked it too do you have any do you want to kind of expand on that yeah no what like when we're when we move to from talking specifically about like you know how is your life as an artist to maybe Maybe they see a piece of work, maybe whatever. Here's things that we love when people ask us about our work or whatever. Um, and I I love that question um, because it gives you the opportunity to share more, to dive into those things. Um, and it assumes that there is a story, that your art isn't um, floating and unconnected and just 
meaningless. Um, It assumes that there is a story, there's a meaning, there's a value behind it, um, and it presses in to know more. Um, And because art is so, um, art has connections to us, um, to our own story, to whatever, uh, there is still, that is still a move towards towards being known as an artist, to be able to explain the story of why you created a specific piece um, is, it's knowing about the piece, but it's knowing about the artist too. Uh, it does both. And I, yeah, I just, I love that answer. Yeah. Or that question mm-hmm. um, that, that we'd love to be asked. I think that's really great. I agree. That's awesome. I found that people at work, um, I work with a bunch of people, almost everyone at work is like, doesn't do any. Uh, creative thing and like as a hobby and but they'll love to talk about story like uh whatever they're whatever they've been reading or watching they are happy to chat about it and so i think that's a good response because if you give your summary of the story of the piece they can relate it to some story that they've um really enjoyed you know either read or watched or something and um so I think that's good. Yeah, really, really similarly, but I think slightly different uh, was another comment that Jess made. And she said, again, using the word story, tell me the story of what you've made. How did you come to make it? And what does it mean to you? I'll read that one more time. Tell me the story of what you've made. How did you come to make it? And what does it mean to you? I, I'll, I'll just say I really like this question because it comes with what, what it reveals is genuine curiosity um, on the part of the person who's, who's like the friend and a willingness to really to really listen and learn. Um, and it digs deeper than the thing itself. Right. Let's just say it's you're showing them a painting and they say this like. Maybe they don't get it. Maybe they maybe it's an abstract piece and they just don't get it. But clearly you get it because you made it and you're proud of it and you're excited about it and they know that at least. And so they want to know why um, they want to know who who you are and why. Um Hmm. yeah why why you are who you are and i i just think that's so cool it's recognizing that art is a like portal into the artist um in a lot of ways and that like sometimes we can be asked these questions specifically out at lunch and you know we can have have the self-awareness to answer them um but sometimes the best way to get to know us in ways that we might not even know how to answer is through our art you know why why do you create this work? Why does it resonate with you? What, you know, what's the story there? Mm-hmm. Sometimes as artists, we might not even fully know that. Yeah. Um, and it, and it leads to like almost a mutual unpacking and um, mm. knowing of each other. Yeah. I was thinking that's a, it's a great question, but it's a, it'd be a hard one to answer. I think for me, for a lot of pieces, <laughs> like I don't know why I, I don't know why huh. I made that. <laughs> um, uh, because you can in the process you especially painting like you just enjoy colors and textures and then the some imagery and then you don't know what made it finished yeah you you don't know exactly what the meaning was yet uh, some of my stuff from uh, from school i didn't realize i didn't understand it for a couple of years and, and hmm. <laughs> yeah but yeah, Wait. and I wonder if we maybe would know it more if somebody asked us earlier. Well, that that's you a, know, like maybe we'd know it earlier if somebody sure, asked. Sure, that's us. a good point because during the in art school, the those sort of um, this sort of process is way different. It's very pointed. It's very um, um, surgical in a way. Like like it, you're put on the spot to explain yourself and say why you chose what you did it's not the same kind of question as like, tell me the story behind this piece and tell me the, what does it mean to you? You don't really get asked that. And um, so, I, yeah, I totally agree it, that me understanding the piece may have come up sooner 
if I had been asked that. Hmm. Oh, Ryan, you mentioned earlier that you had you had thought of two questions. Did you want to circle back to your second one, or did it come out in our conversation already? Um, second one's not as good. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, go for it. Okay. Um, uh, this one, well, one thing that helps me a lot, I think, is if I get a um, kind of a hot take from a from a person who a non-artist um, that can help me because it kind of uh, gets me out of my own headspace and the way I'm perceiving the piece. So I know this is about us. This answer is about a specific, like they're looking at a piece of art. You know what I mean? So that's why it's not as good of a, mm-hmm. of a question, but um, it's cool when someone asks like, um, uh, look at uh, one of your pieces, and they'll say like, "Oh, is it like this?" Or and they're 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 bringing something from their own uh, experience, from their own life, um, and they're comparing it. And they're kind of setting it alongside, and they're saying, um, "Does your work compare to that?" Like it could be like a story thing. If I'm talking about a character or like uh, visual art, they could say like. Um, is it like a graphic novel, that sort of thing, or even more specific, like, um, is it like a um, uh, a specific graphic novel, right? Um, they could, when they come up with something and say, is it like this, that's really helpful to me as an artist because it gives me a, um, a, a view of how they are seeing the work. And then also it, um, it opens up a conversation because they're bringing in something that they know about um fishing they know about it and so they can say (laughs) yeah (laughs) this episode should be subtitled the artists make bad fishing metaphors (laughs) you know when i look at your art piece i really just think about you know when you finally like see that bobber drop below the surface of the water and you know you've you know sunk it. Now you just got to have the guts to reel it in, you know, and make that final connection. I knew you were a fisher <laughs> person. I've been fisher the covert, covert fisher yes. person in you this were, conversation the whole time. Been biting hiding. my tongue. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Now you come up with all this jargon, and you just you just want to uh-huh. overwhelm us with your fancy talk about like reeling and. You know, if you'd asked me a question, you could have gotten to know me uh, as a fisher person. I'm you're a fisher right. person. Yes. You, you know? know, I really I... just want to be known. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, getting back to what you're saying, oh, I love that answer because it's it's like um, they they bring what what I think what that demonstrates, <clears throat> and and I I think this is a really good point just to throw in. I know from, so my primary exposure to people who love art, but not necessarily don't know me, are art shows where I I go and show my work. And so I get end up in a lot of conversations with people who ask a lot of really bad questions, but within those questions you see that they're trying to connect, right? And so like, I, yeah. I hear that in what you're saying. Oh, like, is this is this like fishing? Um, and it, it might not at all be like fishing, but what that reveals is they're trying to understand, right? They're trying to understand yeah. the thing that is really interesting to you in the terms of the thing that's really interested to them. And even if it's a bad comparison or a bad question, what I've come to really appreciate appreciate about it is they are trying to connect and they're trying to understand even if they're really they have a really rudimentary language or a really Mm -hmm. rudimentary understanding of of what i'm trying to do or whatever and and that's what i hear and what you're saying too and i know that's Mm -hmm. not exactly what we're talking about but i just thought that'd be really cool to mention Mm -hmm. um, absolutely because that's really what we're, we're getting down to right like how do we open ourselves up, but how do we ask those questions 
And so like when people do it badly, we should be excited about that rather than annoyed, which is really hard for my personality because I just love to be annoyed regardless of the situation. You choose to be annoyed. I know. It's just, he loves to choose to be annoyed. (laughs) It's a strength, right? But no, like to set that aside and to see it for what it is attempting to be. I think that's what I'm doing. I think that's, yeah, no, go for it. Um, That's been one of the cool things about not being in art school for so long is that the years ago I would have, I would dismiss things like that. Like if I uh, drew a character and someone's like, oh, it looks like Harry Potter. Like I would, uh, you know, the, the uh, idealist artist inside me would be furious, you know, like it's not Harry Potter. And I would, um, not want to continue that conversation. You know, I would, I would, Mm. I would feel it as, I would feel it as dismissive when, but like you're saying, they're not being dismissive. They're just trying to make a connection. Mm. And I think that's, that's one of the good things about having been out of that art world for a long time is I, I'm a lot more um, soft edged in, in terms of um, hearing when, when I hear someone's uh, comparison. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think maybe that does tie into this greater conversation because, you know, what we're saying is like, hey, you know, here's how we hope people would know us, uh, would get to know us. Um, Here's how we would best feel known. Um, And our answers have been relatively simple human answers that don't require art background or knowledge. Um, But I think this loops back around to like, even, even just an attempt. Like, you don't, I guess, like, a a word of courage to non-artists who might be listening to this podcast is, like, um, don't be afraid to ask, like, quote-unquote dumb questions. Uh, Don't be afraid to make weird connections uh, or somehow connect with us in a way through your life because that still feels like connecting. That still feels like uh, working to know us. Um, And that's really awesome (laughs) because we're also all just human and really nerdy and weird, uh, you know, we're closet fishermen or whatever it is. Uh, and, um, like I think giving, uh, giving the humanity the chance and connecting even in, you know, fumbling ways, uh, still feels so much better, um, than, uh, maybe, being intimidated to ask the questions or just feeling so uncertain that you don't. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think there is a connection there that we're saying, here's, here's the things we love uh, to be asked. Here's the things we wish we were asked. Um, but even just any attempt at, at connection and, uh, and, and attempting to know matters. It means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, because we're not going to get that kind of input um, of, uh, like from our own minds, you know what I mean? Like you, uh, we're not going to be able to get out of our head easily. And, and uh, so for someone else to make a comparison, even if it's imperfect, super helpful. Um, uh, always helpful. Even if it's, um, like you said, fumbling. Oh, the best, the best uh, criticism or critique I ever got was uh, I did a sketch of a bird. It was actually a dead bird, but I, the way I drew it was, yeah, he, he had a little, he had a couple heartbeats left. Um, and uh, a guy stopped me and I had up on the walls in the gallery, which does state just to fill up space. It was just a drawing. The rest were paintings. He loved it. He loved the drawing. And he said it reminded him of when he used to, uh, when he was a boy in Japan and they had a house with a courtyard and in the courtyard was a couple of trees and there were birds that would come and sing uh, in those trees in his house. And he was, this was a time of incredible peace for him. Um, I tried to give him the drawing and he didn't, he wouldn't take it. And then, but it was so cool because that was a sketch that I did that was just a, uh, a rough to um, later use as a painting. I didn't like it, really. It wasn't finished, right? And, and that was so important for me to hear that because it to him it was finished. And not only that, it 
resonated with this point in his past in a way that I would I would never have known if he was too intimidated to mm. to talk about it. Um, so that's an example of I totally mm. agree with what Kira said. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I just I think through this whole discussion, I think that's a lot of what we've we've rounded the corner to is like, hey, um, we're uh, human and we love to be asked questions and we want to be known. And uh, here are the basic questions you can that we'd love to ask, you know, just from at least the three of our perspectives, the artists in your lives or you out there listening, you as artists may have other questions and maybe think about the questions that you want people in your lives to ask you um, and how you want to be known by them, um, you know, and that takes vulnerability and, and authenticity and knowing you're safe in relationships and all of those things. Um, but a lot of this also just boils down to being human. And the questions we ask, uh, we want to be asked are also questions we can ask other people. Uh, they're the questions that kind of stretch across our uh, career divides, our uh, whether we're creative or not, whether whatever that means. Um, and, and find connection. And um, yeah, so thanks so much, Orion, for being our guest, for having this conversation with us. It's been so good to have thanks you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. The Artists and Podcast is brought to you by the Rabbit Room Podcast Network, where art nourishes community and community nourishes art. To listen to all the podcasts on our network, visit rabbitroom.com slash podcasts. The work we do at The Rabbit Room wouldn't be possible without the generous support of our membership. If you're a member, thank you for being a part of what is happening here. To learn more about membership and help us continue to create works like this, visit rabbitroom.com membership. Mm-hmm.